0: The Ascension and the Pentecost are really intimately connected. In fact, uh, many think that they both happened on the same day. But the connection is of importance to us because it helps us to understand what's so important about the the Ascension. And some things are are kind of given. So we know that the Ascension was a literal thing that happened. And so Jesus went up and the disciples were kind of because people just don't usually do that. But besides that, then came these people dressed in white, probably angels, to say, hey, what are you looking for? What are you looking at? They said, where he's going, he's going to come back and get you. Okay, well, that kind of helps, but why is the ascension that important? In the reading that we have from the Acts of the Apostles today, we hear it started out that when they gathered together They asked Jesus this question, Lord, are you going to at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, you have to understand what that means. These guys had been with Jesus, with his teaching, listened to him all the time, traveled with him, and right before he goes, they want to know if he's going to be the next president. They didn't get it. When they said, will you restore the kingdom to Israel, they thought that the Messiah, whom they were all hearing was going to happen, and they believed Jesus was, was going to be a political power. He was going to change the country. And it just goes to show that if there are times that you think that you have doubts and you you don't really understand things sometimes, well, we're in good company, because neither did the, the disciples. And he said, you know, it's not for you to know. The time or the hour, that's not what this is about. Okay, but then he said, what will happen is the promise of the Father that you have heard me speak for John baptized with water and in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What's the difference, you ask? When John was baptizing, it was a repentance, if you remember, we heard in the scriptures for the, for the forgiveness of sins. But now this comes, this new baptism, which all of us have been baptized with and what's the difference between John's baptism and our baptism? The Holy Spirit gives us power. We're going to celebrate that next weekend with Pentecost. It gives us power. Power for what? Well, it gives us power to do what you and I can't do on our own. And so that's why we we have to continue to listen to the rest of the scriptures for this weekend. And so we hear in this reading from Ephesians that God is Lord of all. So when we think about Jesus ascending into heaven, it's not that he's just, oh, well, he was here on earth and now he's gone. No, he is above everything, above the universe. He's Lord of everything. So why is that important? It's important because no earthly constraints can hold him back now. And so he is going to his dominion. We, we use the word dominion nowadays like it's a dirty word, okay? But it's not. Everything, everyone, all creation, all religions, all people, everything comes under Christ's feet. And so then that brings us then about this idea about him saying that he is Lord. So if we believe that Jesus is Lord of the earth, the question that you and I are called to live out is whether or not he's Lord of my life, is he Lord of your life? And that's where a lot of times Christians fall down. They look at their religion as kind of an external thing. If I have time for it, if it fits into my schedule, if it's convenient, uh, if it's politically correct, if it doesn't make anybody uh, uncomfortable. And all those things are flying in the face of what this is really about. I read a, a commentary this week that had a great illustration I want to share with you. So if you have a piece of steel and a magnet, and you start bringing them together, and then pretty soon... They come together. The steel hasn't lost any of its properties. It's still steel. But now it has a different powerful relationship because of that magnet. So think of that magnet as Christ. Think of that magnet as God. And so now in the ascension, Jesus isn't with us in the same way. So now he's going to leave us what? The spirit, the advocate. And that is going to be the power, the force that draws us to God that draws us to God, so that changes our everyday lives. How does it change our everyday lives, Father? This is how it changes it. Are you ready to meet your maker? Now, a couple of times people have said that to me, and it's because the guy was a lot bigger than I am, and we disagreed on something. It wasn't a theological discussion. It's a great question. Are you ready to meet your maker? Because in the meantime, where you and I are living, That's what our whole life needs to be drawn towards. You may have heard at a funeral that poem, The Dash. It's from your birth date to your death date. The Dash, it's what's in between the two of those, huh? Well, that's where you and I are called then to prepare ourselves to meet our Maker. And most of the time we hear about that, people get paranoid and depressed and all kinds of other things. No, that's the only reason we were born. We weren't born to stay here. Funerals shouldn't be a surprise, although sometimes the manner of death is. No. It's the direction. It's where you and I are called to be. And so there are times when somebody may come and knock on your door and say, Are you saved? And you say, No, I'm Catholic, and you shut the door. Um, But really, what you should say, because you were baptized, Yes, I'm saved. I'm baptized. That's the answer the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, you have been given power and when you've been confirmed, then that power becomes more manifest in your life to give you more courage, more strength, more compassion, more kindness, more patience, all the things that we run out of and don't have enough of. That's what the Spirit does in our lives, but of course we have to be open to that. And so next week as we celebrate Pentecost, it's about us being open. It's not about God forcing something or spoon feeding us, making sure that we're going to do what God wants us to do. It's always free will. It's always free will. But we're drawn into that relationship. I keep reminding you because I remind myself, if God's all powerful, God could have made you good. God could have made you exactly the way you should be. And do you see what a mistake that would be? because it takes away our free will. It's your choice. You got kids who drive you crazy? You got kids who make bad decisions? It's a choice. It's a choice. You can't keep, you might like it, but you can't keep your kid uh, tethered to a chain on the clothesline so they can only go so far. God could have done that to us. God doesn't do that. It's always a choice, but that choice is always a response. And so that's why this whole idea about baptism and evangelization go hand in hand. So when Jesus says, go forth and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, okay, everybody can't do that unless it's a case of emergency. That's something that the the priest or the pastor does. But when he says, and teach them all the things that I've commanded you, that's what you and I are all called to do. How do we do that, you ask? By the way we live our lives by the way we treat people, by doing the assignment that I gave you last week about hanging out and talking to people instead of getting so in your own little rut and taking care of my life and I'm busy and I got all this other kind of stuff to do and there's a person four feet from you who nobody's talked to this week and you just walk by. It's how we're living the dash. It's how we're called to make a difference in the lives of others. A quote I read this week said, there's no proof of heaven, only witnesses to it. Think about that. There's no proof to heaven, only witnesses to it. Same thing about God. There's no proof to God. People say, well, Father, I just if I just knew for sure I could believe. No, there's only witnesses to that. That means us. We're going to be somebody else's proof. Boy, I don't know if I believe in God, but I look at the way she treats him. I look at what these people have done for me and my need. I believe in God." That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And so this idea about when Christ is getting ready to leave the earth, he said, I will be with you always, so he's leaving us his presence. He's leaving us his presence. And that's all you and I are called to be to the world. Most of us are not going to perform miracles. (laughs) But what we can do, very ably, is to be present to people, is to be a sign of God's presence, is to reach out to them, to accompany them. We don't have to fix them, we just need to be with them. Jesus says, I'll leave you the advocate. I will be with you until the end of the age. So as we prepare for the celebration of Pentecost next week, Um, Maybe a question you could ask yourself or think about this week is, how open am I to this? You know, I go to church. Big deal. If it's not opening you up, if it's not helping you to be more present to other people, if it's not making you more compassionate, if it's not making you more patient, then something's wrong, and it's not the church's fault. It's these hard hearts that happen within us. And so the Feast of the Ascension is Jesus heading off and saying, okay, now it's your turn. I'm not going to be here in the same way, but if I'm going to be present, part of the ways that I'm present is through you. So how is that going to affect the way you live your life? depends on how you live that dash.